Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Polar Opposites. I hope you guys are having a good week. My week has been great. Before we start, we'll get through some housekeeping stuff. If you're listening and you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. And also, if you love the show and you haven't told your friends about it, what are you doing? <laughs> if you love the show, tell a friend about it. Make sure they're subscribed. If you're listening on Spotify, also make sure you're following on there. And yeah, just help us continue growing the show. So if you guys want to get into contact with the show, you can follow us at Polar Opposites Pod on Instagram and if you want to send us a letter or an email you can email us at polaropposites.pod at gmail.com so this week I'm joined with a guest I'm joined with Melanie this week hey Justin hey Melanie so Melanie and I have known each other for a minute and with this topic that we're talking about this week I feel like she'd be best suited for this so I'm interested to like see your take on what we'll be discussing this week your intro is so on point (laughs) by the way thank you I try it's been like what 40 weeks now I know But yeah, so this week has been good. The Cowboys won this week, so I've been happy. But one thing I noticed is that there was an Arby's commercial. And after the Arby's commercial, I was like, who eats that Arby's? Like, do you eat there? Like, No, I forgot about (laughs) Arby's. I know know a lot of burgers. How, like, how is Arby's still in business? Because I don't know who eats at Arby's. Like I said, like, I didn't, I forgot it existed. (laughs) Like, I see, like, one or two, like, around where I live. But other than that, like, how? Like, I've never seen anybody like, y'all, what are you craving? Let's go to Arby's. I want some Arby's. (laughs) Nobody's where it's at. Nobody says that. So I'm like, who eats there? So that's really weird. But, you know, one of my friends actually got a new job and she has drama with her coworkers. And she was also telling me that she and her coworkers follow each other on Instagram. So my question to you, since you've worked a few jobs, is what is your stance on like befriending coworkers and allowing them into your life, I guess? Oh, okay. This that's a really good question. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, when it comes to befriending coworkers, I'm conflicted because in terms of social media, you shouldn't have like your coworkers or at least all your coworkers on there. Really? You should have your fr- your coworker friends that are actually your real friends because I worked at a retail store. I mean, I'm just going to say it. I, wor- I used to work at Home Depot, and I met a lot of my friends there. Mm-hmm. I met some really cool people there, but I also met some people that I didn't really click with. Right. And it got to a point where I added everyone on social media because I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're and all I was, cool. I, we're all cool. Like, And I was 19 at the time, and I have a big mouth, y'all, so <laughs> I got in trouble. So I did get into drama with some of my coworkers, too. Not even just because I started it, just because someone didn't like me, and so then they started saying things. And then, yeah, it got overblown. I didn't react the drama calmed down but the thing is i think you should be careful about who you have on social media in general just because especially with coworkers, if you reveal too much on social media it could backfire yeah on you. personally i would never like want to allow people that i work with into my life to follow me True. on instagram yeah i just feel like especially if you're getting to know somebody everybody's cool and you think that that person is your friend you allow them into your instagram and into your social media and it turns out you don't like them now it's like how do you navigate exactly. unfollowing them how do you navigate blocking them if need be how do you navigate getting away because from them if you still work with them and if they're petty what if they realize that you, like you unfollowed them and then they want to start drama because and that's more that. drama and that's awkward mm-hmm. you know and then another thing that bothers me is i'm i mean i'm kind of spiritual so i believe that if people have bad intentions for you mm-hmm. it's not good to post your highlights or good things about you because you just don't know who's watching and wishing you mm-hmm. 
bad right. energy. And that's anybody on social media, anybody. right? Anybody. Because people, I, I notice, well, I don't really notice this, but I know it's probably true of people out there. You can post good things because people tend to post the great things about their yeah, lives the on social media. Reel. There's people that are secretly wishing for your downfall, wishing for, exactly. you know, you to fail. And it's scary because I believe in, like, giving people the bad eye or giving people, like, in mm-hmm. Hispanic culture, it's yeah. in my whole like, so. Well, Melanie, yeah, to preface, Melanie is Hispanic. You're oh, Mexican, yeah, right? Yeah, Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so y'all know, he's like, who is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she talking about I? Like, oh, like what? <laughs> but I, I think you need to really be careful, especially when it comes to ex-friends. I've had friends that I've had drama with and I've made peace with because I'm not the type to hate anyone or have any hatred for anyone in my heart. Honestly, I can't really sit here and say, I hate this person. Honestly, I've, I've managed to just forgive people. Mm-hmm. That's um, good. That's yeah. mature. But recently I was in a situation where a friend I used to have and we ended kind of badly. She wanted to add me back on Instagram and I did at first. Mm -hmm. But then you have to be careful because I ended up just taking her off afterwards. Who unfollowed who initially? So she unfollowed me initially. Okay. And um, basically, I wasn't feeling the friendship. I just feel like she didn't have my best intentions. I wanted to peacefully leave uh, leave the friendship. It didn't work out because when you kind of just try to like distance yourself and you get caught, mm-hmm. you just look shady. You don't give them closure and they mm-hmm. get mad at you. And the relationship is never the same after it's that. It's not. And I know I didn't handle it correctly, but I just wanted to, In my mind, I'm like, let me leave peacefully. Anyway... I basically told her I didn't want to be friends anymore. She got mad, started drama, talked all this crap about me. Mm-hmm. Later, she contacts me, and I apologize for how I went wrong. And then she ends up following me. She didn't apologize or anything. I'm, at this point, she doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. I honestly have forgiven her, but she added me back. And then I thought, oh, okay, well, I don't want to seem fake. I just apologize. Let me add her. But I felt pressured. So now we're following each other. But... <laughs> Does she like your stuff? No, she didn't. She just wanted to see what I was up to. Oh, great. She just wanted to keep tabs, and she wanted to make sure that I saw that she was happier without me. Because okay. I see through people. It's it's funny the mind games that people play on and social I, media. I, I wasn't having I don't want to play any mind games. If you want to live a happy life, go for it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I don't need you constantly. Ch-. It was just obsessive at that point. And it's, it wasn't healthy for me because I was still hurt about the friendship. It's not like I was like, bye. Right, because like, you can forgive somebody, but you don't forget. Exactly. And because she's following you now, sometimes when you see your posts it's like bringing back all these memories exactly like the all's drama and all the stuff that you didn't like about her in that moment so and that was a co-worker right that was yeah that was a co-worker that became a friend that became a friend of me that it was just (laughs) and that was just weird now it's just weird so bottom line i guess the lesson that we're learning now is don't be friends with your co-workers or if you do like slowly allow them into your lives they're good people that you want in your life don't just start adding everyone just so they can get access of your life no I I recently made my Instagram private just because I never I didn't realize how much I got caught in the black like this black hole of social media lurking. I had to stop that. And and honestly, if you have to unfollow people and go through and cleanse your social media, do it. Do it. Yeah. Because it it hurts you in the long run mentally of keeping keeping people you don't like on your social media Mm -hmm. and having what is what is the point? And I'm gonna be a hypocrite, but I'm sure I follow people that I don't like and I Mm -hmm. don't like any of their stuff and they don't like any of mine. But yet we still follow each other. What is the point? I don't what know. is the point? And why do we do that? I feel like I I do that. I'm not going to preach and be like I don't I don't do those things. But I, I still follow people that I don't like. And I guess that this kind of like ventures into what I need to get off my chest this week. And by the way, off my chest is a segment where we get to rant about things that are bothering us. So if you guys have things that you'd like to rant about, definitely let me know and I'll read it on air. But something I would like to get off my chest this week is 
it doesn't have to be New Year's for you to make a New Year's resolution. Yes. So many times we think that because, you know, January 1st is coming up, once it reaches a new month, it's time for a new me. It's time for a new perspective. It's time for me to make the changes that I've always wanted to make about myself in this new month. But I feel like you don't have to do that. Why does it have to be a new year for you to want to make changes for yourself, be your best self, live your best life, and just cleanse your life? I don't think that it's necessary for us to have to do that. So for me, you know, one of my resolutions this year was to work out more, to bulk up. And some people's resolution might be to put yourself out there when it comes to dating or accomplishing any goals that you put forth. So, you know, another thing that I wanted to accomplish is being assertive and following through with my goals. Because I think that a lot of times it's easy for us to vocalize our goals. It's easy to say, I want to do this, this and this and that. And you can say it, but what are you doing to actually get those goals accomplished? Right. Because scientifically, I um, read a fact that speaking out your goals gives the brain the same stimulus and pleasure as if you accomplish your goals. So I feel like that's why a lot of us get caught in the trap of, you know, oh, I'm going to do this. It feels so good. It feels like you actually accomplish it. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, your brain is just admitting the same kind of stimulation that you would get as if you actually accomplished the goal. And I am, I'm going to call myself out y'all and say that <laughs> I am, I am definitely that one girl that's like all talk and no action. Really? And it hit me hard when I realized that, wow, I am all talk and no action. I, I think it hit me when I was just talking to my friends. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to go down this field. I think I'm going to go to this. And I kept switching and switching or, you know what? I, I want to do this. And I would never be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. And I really had to look at myself and say, wow, I, I'm just jumping everywhere. And I'm not taking action at least okay, if I'm interested in this career, am I going out and shadowing actively anyone? Actively pursuing actively it. Actively pursuing it. No, I'm just sitting there and switching back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it just really opened my eyes when I was just when I came yeah. to that realization. And it's good to be self-reflective. Whenever a new year comes, you don't have to be self-reflective when it's a new month. Start now. And I'm telling myself that start now. Be reflective about the things that you want to get done, not in the new year, but right now. Exactly. Because Although it's not a new year, it's a new month, it's a new week, it's important for us to set goals for ourselves, you know? Yeah. Set goals that you want to accomplish in the next week, in the next month. That way you're actively working towards something and not waiting and prolonging what it is that you want to get done in your life. I definitely believe that. I love the quote that every day is a new day. It is a, a new fresh day. Start. It is a new day. It's a fresh start, guys. You can do it. If anyone is confused in their life, hello, I'm 22 and mm -hmm. I'm completely lost. Right. And I'm, try <laughs> I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, do I ugly cry sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it all together, and I will be completely honest about that, but I believe in everyone. You guys can do it. I mean, every it is a new day, and I had to tell myself that, too, because I had felt like there's no hope. No, mm -hmm. it, you really can turn everything around. Sure, it's never too late at any point in at your life. At any point, And no. especially now, I've come to realize that we're so young. In the grand scheme exactly. of things, I know it feels like we have to, like, have everything figured mm -hmm. out. But nobody, even people in their 60s don't have everything exactly. figured out sometimes. And that's okay. Don't fall into the trap of a timeline or thinking you don't have time. There's plenty of time, there's trust plenty me. Of Some people have found their true career in the age of 30. There's it's no, true. There's nothing wrong with that. And I went to school. Like, I remember before I transferred to the my university, mm -hmm. like, going to community college, you're in classes with people from all different walks of life. Yes. Some people 30, some people and 40. And I really enjoyed that. I, I did like that. It gave me, like, it made me grow because I was around mature people that yeah. were so poised and knew exactly what they wanted. So, in turn, it made me know exactly what I wanted and the steps it took to get there. And it was so motivational to see someone that's older than you not feel conscious of the idea of time mm. and just see them actively pursuing their career and their passion yeah. and it didn't matter if they had kids or they're like their late 40s or you know 
30s, they were doing it. And honestly, those are the people that have helped me in classes a lot because they're the most mature. They're on it. Mm -hmm. They they taught me so much. I love studying with yeah, them. Yeah, and they've probably made some of the mistakes that we tried exactly. not to make. So they were telling us, hey, whenever I was your age, I did this. Try not to do that. And it just makes you mm -hmm. aware that there's people out there that are looking for your best interests and people that have gone through what you might possibly experience and they can teach you a lot. Yeah, because I found that people that have made a lot of mistakes have so much to share and they're so willing for the most part from what I've met, they're so willing to help. Right. Because they've, they're they like, I've made every mistake possible. Mm -hmm. So I want to help. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I want to be as cool as you, like, <laughs> grandma. And, the, and, these people, and these people are amazing. I have so many friends now that are non-traditional students. They're now in nursing school. They're, they're doing the thing. And mm -hmm. age is not, and time is not a concept to them because they might have families, but yet they know their goals and they're out there, you know, pursuing them and getting it done. But yeah, that was something that I wanted to get off my chest. Did you have anything that you needed to get off your chest? I feel like I'm probably going to think of something later. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I had another thing that I wanted to get off my chest. So, you know, we were talking about New Year's resolutions and always think about resolutions now versus in the new year. Um, one thing that I want to work on is trying not to care too much about my friends. And I know that sounds terrible, mm -hmm. um, but I'll give y'all context. So if y'all like listen every week, you know that I had a close friend that died due to suicide. And I've never had anybody like in my life go through that. And that really shook me because that's a new experience for me. And going through that really changed me. It made me realize, hey, am I doing my part to reach out to my friends? Am I being a good friend? Am I checking up on my friends? Am I making sure everybody's okay? And it made me feel like it was my fault in a way that my friend decided to do that but I feel like when situations like that arise we always like feel guilty or that we are to blame for something that we have no control over it makes me feel terrible but after that I was always the friend that was always checking in on my other friends and sometimes I felt like that wasn't being reciprocated and I, it was always me that was reaching out to make sure my friends were okay but I really never got that and I think that maybe it's good sometimes to back off and let people reach out to you, I guess. Because it's like friendships and stuff. It's not a, a one-way street. It's not one person's job to always reach out. Like, mm -hmm. if you care about somebody, you do your part to make sure your friend is doing okay, you know? And I feel like going into the new year and starting now, I don't have to do that anymore. And, you know, if my friends care, they'll reach out. And if not, they won't. And my friends that are listening, don't feel like I'm talking about you guys because more than likely I'm not. I'm just speaking in general terms. But that's something that I'm, like, trying to work on, not feeling the burden of having to reach out. I don't know if you ever feel like that. No, I get what you mean by that. Um, you lost your friend through suicide, and suicide is just so, it's such a serious thing. Right. And at the end of the day, it's no one's fault. Um, not even, you know, the victim's fault. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a heavy topic, and I can't even imagine what it's like to lose a friend through something like that. It's terrible, it, yeah. It hits you, and it's so unexpected that you don't even know. Especially, like, being in school. I had assignments that were due that night, mm -hmm. and I, that's all I was constantly thinking about. And it was just, a, like, not a good not a good time. I feel like since you may—I can't speak for you, but mm -hmm. since maybe you did feel like, you know, again, it's it's not your fault, but because you shared a little—you shared the blame, and you felt responsible because that that's my friend. How could I let that happen to my friend? Why didn't I notice anything happen? Why didn't I notice anything was wrong? Mm -hmm. It is heavy, but I think in order to kind of cope with that feeling of guilt, you t you try to reach out to your other mm -hmm. friends. Overcompensate. With, overcompensate, yeah. but all with good intentions. Right. Maybe it also opened your eyes and realize, you know, I do, I do need to check up on people. I shouldn't, you know, feel shy about annoying them, you know, because I'm checking up on them. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think right now you're just trying to, the, trying to find the balance of doing you mm -hmm. 
and letting your friends reach out to you. Exactly. Like that that yeah. balance. It's, yeah. That 50-50 balance. And it's not like, okay, that's it. I'm just waiting for somebody to reach out. No. It's not like that at all. It's just like, it's I don't have to have this burden on me to always right. feel the you need to, to do that. that burden. Yeah. It's no one's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, do you be kind to yourself. Yeah. And just have that mutual caring friendship with your other friends. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do. So if y'all can relate, like, definitely let me know. But that's something that I'm grappling with right now in this, like, kind of new stage well, in my life, I guess. I think I thought of something. Okay, go ahead. Well, this is, this is just because you're inspiring me. For <laughs> me, it was what I need to get off my chest is just I'm done with people pleasing. Mm. I am done. Done with, with the bullshit. Please. I am done with the bullshit. I am done. I am getting, okay, I know 22 is not that old, but I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have the time to deal with bullshit and just people that aren't going to put in the weight that you're putting in. I'm, I'm talking about, like, I've just people please my whole life. Okay. And this is just more, this is a little bit separate. This is separate from what you were talking about, but you're talking on the topic of friends. And mm-hmm. it just reminded me, I have people please my whole life. I have seeked validation from other people mm. because I grew up with low self-esteem because I, you know, had my own share of bullying. And I was just... You know, always trying to make other people happy Mm -hmm. to the point where it just made me miserable. Really? Do you think that it was like a defense mechanism for you since you were like bullied? It's like, I want everybody to like me. So let me do everything possible for somebody to like me. So that way nobody can have anything bad to say about me. Well, yeah, because when you have like this low self-esteem, you're justified by what this person says about you. So this person holds all the power. You don't hold power. It's like the quote, you give power to other people's words. So mm-hmm. I gave the other person all this power. Like, Justin, if you would be like, Melanie, you, this ugly, you know, <laughs> asshole. Back in the day, that would hurt me because as my, as you're, you know, like you're my friend, mm-hmm. that would, I would give you the power to dictate who I am. Right. And what I am, mm-hmm. you know, and um, no. And it shouldn't point, be, it like, shouldn't be up to no, somebody else. No, suck my dick. <laughs> I want to feel myself and I have the right to feel myself because I'm just, me i have me mm-hmm. i walk with myself for the rest of my life right and i think i've gotten to the point where now i used to feel bad when i would say no to people mm. and now no no means no and what do you I'm, mean like no as in what you know let's say someone asks you to do something and it's just you can't you know you have a lot going mm. on yes you're tired you have the right to say no it's okay to say no yes i get what you're saying like even when people and, and yeah. you're afraid like what if they hate me what if they're not my friends anymore you know what let them not be yeah. my friends if you're a gonna, real friend would understand if you're gonna be petty like that and say somebody's not my friend just because they can't make time in a moment for you yeah that's probably not your friend and i think that in this moment a lot of people need to realize who their friends are and who's not you have to set those boundaries i never set boundaries i never set healthy boundaries i didn't know how to do that Mm -hmm. you know and there's power in saying no it's okay to say no you're not a bad person if you say no and let's say you have a really important exam tomorrow and your friends want to hang out Mm -hmm. you don't you want to make them happy so you go along with it Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day there's consequences there's so much consequences and i used to be like that Mm -hmm. and i think i used to be like that especially when i was in college like parties happen all the time like there's always stuff going on especially going to a big school there's like a lot of stuff going on and a lot of times you get people ask you can you hang out can you do this do you want to go here and I felt the need to be like, yes, I, I want to do this. Sometimes in those situations, it's not in my best interest <laughs> exactly. to go no. along with that. And then you, when you, I, I was such a yes man. Uh-huh. I would say yes, yes, yes. I would stretch myself out so thin. And when you don't set those boundaries and you're open, people just will use that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. So you'll get taken advantage if you don't learn to, you know, just stand up for yourself and say no. And you, it doesn't have to be controversial. It, it doesn't no. have to be, you know, um, problematic you can still respect your own boundaries without having to start drama Mm -hmm. or make anyone upset at the end of the day you're teaching people how to treat you and how to respect you and that was mind-blowing to me and 
I'm just now learning. This. Yeah, and that's something that you can like start doing like now. You don't yeah. have to wait till January. I don't have to wait like, till that new year, new me. Like no, <laughs> no, no. How new about, year, same hole that's yeah. getting played. Like new you right now. Yeah, okay? right now. Oh, got it. So yeah, if y'all have something that you want to rant about, definitely let me know. I have a couple that I could have read, but <laughs> I guess we could talk we about could that. We could talk about yeah. that really fast. Okay. So one that somebody sent me on Instagram. So yeah, Instagram is another way that you can get into contact with the show. You can DM us something you'd like to get off your chest. Somebody sent me something and they said, people that go to college homecomings but never be enrolled anywhere. Ooh. <laughs> that, is, that is really funny. Um, and you know what homecoming is, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think that's funny because I feel like some people don't have their, their priorities in order. I think that some people want to have fun, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day... Like, that fun is not necessary because they should obviously be doing something else. If you have time to party, you also have time to be in school and be enrolled and be doing something with your life besides partying at homecoming. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just Especially feel, if you yeah. don't go there. Like, you don't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and especially you don't even go to the school, but yet you want to go party at somebody else. It's embarrassing, I think. It's, it's, yeah. Because what do you say when people are like, yeah, so you're partying with us. What are you doing? And it's just crickets. You're like, I, 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 I like, like, stuttering. Uh, like, <laughs> you don't even like, know do what to do. you even know him? Like, like no. it's embarrassing. I thought you knew him. <laughs> I look at it like people on food stamps that are buying, like, junk food and stuff, but they have mm -hmm. a family at home that needs food and they need to right. eat, and you don't have your priorities in order. Get your priorities together because there's more to life than partying and homecomings. You can do that at any point in your life. I see what you mean because mm -hmm. their priorities are just for instant gratification. Right. And they're not thinking anything more other than just that instant gratification. And, and it's so sad to see. It's the problem with our generation. I remember um, one of my friends wanted to start like a food Instagram and she posted two posts um, back to back days. And she's like, "Ugh, I'm not getting the traction that I wanted. And I was like, really? You've had this account for two days do you expect to have a million followers in two days we don't give stuff enough time like i really feel it's true when it comes to our generation we don't want to work hard but we want the results we want that, it now. that comes from working hard because everything is so accessible now i mean social media you can see everything at a blink of an eye postmates you don't have to leave your house yeah. anymore <laughs> literally i feel like our attention span is shortening and just our drive is just lacking mm -hmm. you think because so we're so used to getting things now so much quicker if you want the answer even to something. amazon prime just order something online get it within one or two days well people actually have problematic things to say about amazon like whenever you do two days shipping or stuff they say that people are like dying in order oh, to like yeah, get it to you stressed. is that true if there's a documentary out there, what can I watch to right. like be informed by Amazon, guys? Like, I would let like me to know. watch that because I've heard of that too, and I have felt horrible because apparently there's this huge like pressure on them to get it right, and yeah. if they don't, they could get fired. It's I crazy because I how, it's like how can I order something one day within two days? It's already on my doorstep. It's like who died for this box? Right? <laughs> <laughs> who died for this box? You know. Who, who died for this? It's like a UPS truck on fire. Yeah, it's like, damn, is it that serious? So I really, like, want to, like, look into Amazon and see, like, what it, what's the tea? Like, what's going on with how things are getting done? But I don't know how we got on this topic. Oh, instant oh, gratification. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Why. yeah. I was like, wait, huh? <laughs> yeah, we want everything immediately when it comes to finding answers on the internet. Our parents looked stuff up in the dictionary, looked stuff in whatever encyclopedias. For us... Within five seconds, if we want to know something, we have it at the palm of like, our fingertips. Like, I want it, I got it. Like, I, I want it, I, I got, got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you got to work for no, it. No, you do. And that's something that our generation really has to get into our heads, that it takes hard work to be successful and you're not going to get there overnight. I think what also I forgot about success, too, mm -hmm. is that 
because um, I fall trapped into that is just that the road to success is ugly. Mm. And is that true, though? I actually disagree with that. Really? Yeah, I feel like the road to success doesn't have to be ugly or hard. Okay. I don't think it should be, like, it doesn't have to be, like, excruciating, like, I'm traumatized. But uh-huh. I do think that there are, you have to go through hard hardships really? and obstacles to jump over. Not everybody does, though. Because really? some people, nepotism, their daddy can get them a connection here. Do they really work hard or struggle to get to where they are uh, in life? Not necessarily. Right. But also, I think that we have a warped sense of what it takes to be successful. I think a lot of people believe that you have to struggle. It has to be so tough. You have to be literally starving for you to accomplish oh, no, your goals but... and get to where you need to be. I don't think that's the case. And I think that we need to change the way we look at success. Sometimes it doesn't take that much stress and agony in order to get to where you want to be. Will it take hard work? Yes, of course, everything takes hard work, but it doesn't have to be like this war zone or whatever that people imagine it to be. <laughs> you have two pennies. Yeah, you lose an arm and a leg. You're surviving on the <laughs> McDonald's no, dollar menu. We you love, sleep in your car. Yeah, I hate it. We call it, I call it poverty porn. Like people love... Poverty porn? Yeah, the stories of somebody like Oprah that was rags to riches, didn't have anything and lived a hard life and eventually they made it. That's amazing and that's for people that can relate to that struggle. That's a great motivating factor for them. But for a lot of people, sometimes they didn't have it like that, but yet they still work hard to get to where they need to be. At the end of the day... Um, I still really enjoy the Rags to Riches because it's so inspirational. Mm. And it makes you realize, wow, what what excuse do I have of not being successful if this person had even less than me? Right. So I enjoy the stories. Do we? Do I think it has to be a war zone? No, I, I see where you're coming from. I think at the end of the day, we need to understand that success is not instant. Mm. And you just really need to work hard. You really need to put in preach, that work. Preach. Preach. Let them know. <laughs> Let them know. But yeah, that's about it for all that I had for Off My Chest. Okay, so in the news, a story that really caught my eye. Not much has been going on this week, but Gina Rodriguez has been making some noise for her use of the N-word, guys. (gasps) I love Gina. Oh, really? Oh, Oh, here we go. This made me so sad. Here we go. So on Instagram, I think it was a Shade Room post, Gina Rodriguez was getting her hair or makeup done or whatever, and she was singing a Lauryn Hill song. And she said the N-word in the song, and I'll play you the clip of what she said. Do. I could do what you do. Believe me. Give me heebie-jeebies. What's up, everybody? I just wanted to reach out and apologize. I am sorry. I am sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees, to a song I love that I grew up on. I love Lauryn Hill. And um, I really am sorry if I offended you. Okay, so that was her video apology. And after hearing that, I feel like that was a very sarcastic apology in my opinion. I don't know if that's how she talks because I'm not familiar with Gina Rodriguez, but what was up with that? Ooh, Justin, you're not feeling her apology. I don't, I think that was like a forced apology and it seemed very sarcastic. It, It seems to me that she thought people were overreacting to what she was saying. That's how I took it. No, I, I see where you, what you mean because she kind of was like, yeah, I'm sorry I offended you. Mm-hmm. Very defensive still. Right. Very tense. And yeah, she could be nervous. I love Gina Rodriguez. So this is hard <laughs> for me to say. But she did kind of seem like, you know, y'all are just sensitive kind of mm-hmm. tone. The mm-hmm. undertone was like, y'all are just being sensitive. That's how I took it. And a lot, of, I don't know what it is with people thinking that they can say the N-word. I'm tired of talking about this. I've talked about it so much. But I'm of the belief that if you're not black, you should not say the N-word. See, that's what, as much as I love Gina, I agree with that too. A lot of people think that it's still okay, but it's, it's not. not. It's not. And it's not. I can't say that Gina's apology is okay because honestly, I'm not black. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that you have the right 
to use that word if you're black. I think if you're not African American mm-hmm. in general, you can't use the word. I don't you know, can't use it but some Hispanics feel like they can say. No, it. I was gonna say that uh-huh. earlier. Go too, ahead, go ahead. But I got nervous. But <laughs> no, I do, don't be I nervous. I have seen a lot of Hispanics say think it's okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of Hispanics, and I'm like, why do y'all think it's okay? I'm Hispanic. I don't think it's okay. I don't think I have the right. I think it's a power that black people are reclaiming Uh because it was demeaning for them in in the past. Mm -hmm. Now they're reclaiming it and it's their word. And and they're the ones that have the right to give it that power, you know? Well, some people think that if it's in a song, they can say it. No. Like, there's this whole, like, discrepancy where people feel like certain people can say it or people say if it's in a song, they can say it. I don't think that anybody should say it if you're not black. Like, whether or not you're black and you want to use a word, that's up to you. But I think that... Nobody else besides people that are black should be able to have an opinion about that. Yeah, I personally don't think I have the right to say it, but I have noticed a lot of Hispanics think that they can say it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I grew up in the hood. I grew up saying this. And uh-uh. I'm like, that's okay. Okay, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that doesn't, like you can have a quote unquote black experience, but that still at the end of the day doesn't make you black in my opinion. I don't know. But yeah, she said that. So she was under fire. I didn't really feel her apology that much. And people have said that she said, like, anti-black stuff in the past. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. I, I don't follow her, so I don't know. But I'll definitely look into that and see, I like, what's like, up with that. I liked her. I really, I mean, I, I didn't like the video apology because it just seemed like it, it just, could. Yeah. The tone was was a little off. I see what you mean by her, you know, having that undertone of, oh, y'all are just being sensitive. I liked her written apology, but you mentioned earlier that her publicist could have written it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought her written apology was good. Right. But I guess the question is, did she write it? I don't know. This is heartbreaking for me. (laughs) Because somebody that you really like so much. I don't know. I think if you still have to hold people that you love accountable. I have celebrities that I like and I admire. But if they do something messed up, I'm going to call them out. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm still at least glad that she apologized and she acknowledges that. I don't believe in cancel culture. I'm a little tired of cancel (laughs) culture. Oh, she's canceled. So I just hope that she can learn from this and not do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hope to see improvement. I hope so, too. And that's funny you mentioned cancel culture because I believe that if you're still able to make money and succeed after the yeah. fact that when people say you're canceled, you're not canceled. No, you're like, not canceled. You're just more famous. <laughs> people now. are so annoying. Like, they throw around that word like it's nothing. If this person's able to make money, they're not in prison or whatever. They're not canceled. Like, Bill Cosby, isn't he in prison right now? He's canceled. Like, yeah. he's not, like, thriving. So he's, His career's actually over. Yeah. Yeah, no, with, but with YouTube, no, YouTubers just get even more popular. <laughs> like, oh, what is the James Paul Charles Brothers is or whatever? Canceled. Yeah, Jake Paul, no, no. It's annoying. They just get more power, and it's kind of scary to see. It is, but I'm over talking about this topic. I've talked about it way too much already on the podcast, but <laughs> what do y'all think about Gina Rodriguez? Was her apology real? How do y'all feel about that? It is now time to transition to our main topic, Rise and Shine. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, okay, before we even get to that, that is the funniest thing that I've seen this week. And I don't even know why it's so funny. Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine. I can't even do it. <laughs> Y'all, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I don't follow the Kardashians. But every now and then, a Kardashian will pop up on my Instagram feed. And there's this, like, 15-second video of Kylie Jenner doing a tour of a building or something and I guess she's going in to say good morning to her daughter so she opens up the door puts on the light and goes rise and shine and sings to her little (laughs) to her little baby and I don't know what makes it so funny but it just has me dead all the time so it blew up on social media and then of course Kris Jenner the money maker that she is already started selling merchandise of rise and shine I I 
was so confused because I didn't know. And I see all these like rise. <laughs> I can't, still can't do it. I don't know why I try. I saw all these memes. Yeah. Everyone was going wild. People were commenting like on YouTube videos because uh, y'all, I, I watch way too much YouTube. Uh-huh. I, I should be more productive. as we all do. Yeah, but uh, people were commenting like Kylie Jenner is making more money off of Rise and Shine than I will <laughs> I will ever in my lifetime. And that's probably I was true. So confused, and then I actually looked into it. Merch, Rise and Shine. Like uh, it's ridiculous. Is she gonna drop an album? <laughs> And then it's so funny because they made a song about it and there's a whole now Rise oh, and Shine song. Oh, okay, so there is a song. Yeah. I didn't like, even know. It's funny, but anyway, that's oh my hilarious. And I saw that this week and that really cracked me up. Rise and shine. <laughs> so, anyway. You do it so well. Were you practicing? I don't know. Maybe I was. Maybe I was. Rise and shine. Um, I'm rising and I'm shining. Um, hey. <laughs> okay, so let's get to our main topic. So this week... We're talking about what, like slut shaming, dating culture, and all that good oh, stuff, yeah. and Hook intimacy, and diseases, diseases. <laughs> everything. <laughs> but um, let's talk about what should we talk about first? Like dating and people feeling shamed whenever they want to sleep with somebody on the first date. Yeah. Okay. So, what is your stance on that? I'm okay. Let's. I'll let you go first, and I'll give my opinion. Oh my god, putting me on the spot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you're dating someone and. Mm-hmm. If okay, it just really depends on the situation because frankly, I don't think I don't know. Oh my god! I okay, I have. Okay. I think I think that if you are on a date with some, I'm not gonna out myself, but I think that if you are on a date with somebody and there's a genuine connection there, I don't think that it should be shamed if you want to like sleep with somebody on the first date. I don't. Think, oh, oh sh- no, no, yeah, they shouldn't be shamed. Well, some people are like some people don't think that you should or that it's too soon, too fast. Maybe on the third date, then that can happen. But on the first date, it's a no, no. I, I don't agree with that, per se. Some people say that. I, I don't think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, um, I've i met couples that they slept on the first date, and they're long-lasting, and I've met others that waited, and they didn't last. Mm-hmm. So it just really depends on the other person. If you know that they're safe and you guys use protection, oh, well, even if you don't use protection, just yeah. be safe. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, it's... I, I care more. I'm not about shaming people for having sex. That's not my stance. I, I, I hesitate or I get nervous because I care more about, like, the health aspects. Mm. And that ties into more what we're going to talk about in a minute mm. of hookup culture. But in general, if you're asking me, like, how do I feel about sleeping on, you know, the first date? No. Like, well, I think that women, like, feel, like, mean, feel guilty okay. or internalize guilt whenever they do do that. Because I think women are told that um, if they sleep with a guy, he, he's not going to take them seriously or that they have already, like, devalued or they need to make them the guy chase or mm-hmm. whatever they say and so women are pressured into doing that and they feel like they're less than because they slept with the guy and like now the guy's not going to take them seriously i disagree i think if a man is is already treating you like that you need to leave yeah well could this also tie into instant gratification and the problem with our generation oh. instead of waiting and writing letters as our parents did whatever however they communicated instead of waiting a couple of days or a week or a month that night like you're having sex like isn't that part of instant gratification where instead of waiting for the third fourth day why don't we just do this now and like get it over with because we both feel a connection and why like prolong this any further could that also be like a reason i mean true Uh but in terms that depends so again it depends on the situation if you guys are trying to shoot for a long-term relationship then in a way okay you felt that they were safe you felt a connection, mm-hmm. and you guys went for it. But there are people that do it because they know in their heads 
it's just hooking up and mm-hmm. they're never going to see each other again. Like one night stand kind of thing. Like, it's very transactional. Yeah, transactional. And I think that's with a lot of relationships, especially with our generation. Like everything is so transactional and you know there's i don't know sometimes it depends on the person but there's not really a connection it's just instant attraction lust and versus love so and what i do also want to comment is in terms of shading a woman or i guess a guy too since we're trying to be like equal mm-hmm. no you shouldn't be shamed but when you said instant gratification i just remembered something that i also talked about a little bit with one of my other friends mm-hmm. is that um since no one is used to having to work for anything anymore. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit tricky nowadays in our society. It's not about shaming. It's just in our society because everyone is hooking up. And I guess this is where, like, the topic of hookup culture plays in. Right. You got to be careful just because you might want to wait out just to make sure they're serious. Mm. Because nowadays... Men and women are so used to just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sleep with her. I'm just going to text her, what you doing, girl, and like slide yeah. in. Uh-huh. That you don't want to make it too easy just so you you want to know where their intentions lie. Because if mm. you're dating long term, you might want to wait it out a little bit just to know, um, hey, like, is he really serious? Because people are so used to just sleeping with each other. That's true. So maybe that's an indicator to tell how serious the relationship is. Not that if you sleep with someone the first night, you can't have that genuine connection and have a relationship exactly. further than that one night. But I think that you can see, like, tendencies. If you wait to have sex with somebody... More than likely, they are serious. Because I feel like if a guy likes you, he'll wait. But the problem arises whenever he's, like, pushy and he really wants to go there, like, that soon. It's like he's more there for the sex than he is for you. Trust me, if he's there for the sex, and again, we're living in a culture of instant gratification, and now that hooking up is way more common, Mm -hmm. he's just going to be like, oh, she don't want to sleep with me, whatever, I'm going to find another hoe, and he's going to bounce. And you'll see that immediately if you just kind of wait it out, Mm -hmm. engage the situation. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing with, like, more, like, mature couples much older than I am is that a lot of people are waiting to have sex. I know this is so stupid, but like Justin Bieber, like I remember reading something about him and he said that he and his wife really didn't have sex until after, I guess they got married, I guess. And then he said that that made the relationship more about the relationship versus lust and just the sex. And I thought that was really interesting. So let's let's talk about the kind of like the shaming of it all. Like, what do you think of men being glorified for like having multiple partners and women being shamed for it? Like, what do you think about that? It definitely does bother me. And slut shaming is so dangerous Mm -hmm. because in a way, I feel like slut shaming gives kind of, and now I'm going really deep. Mm -hmm. Go go for it. Yeah. But maybe I'm like reading too much into it, but I feel like slut shaming is so dangerous because I don't even like how women slut shame other women Mm -hmm. because in a way it still gives so much power to the guy. That's why I don't like... Like body counts? Like, oh, you slept with this many girls or whatever? Well, it gives so much power to the guys. It's still, in a way, women use slut shame to tear their women down, but they're still glorifying this guy. Mm -hmm. They're not attacking the guy. They're like, oh, whatever. Oh, but she's a slut. I don't trust her. You know why? Why? I I have a theory. I know why now. What? It's because women love masculine men, and masculinity, the, the more manly you are the more women that you're sleeping with. If you're able to get multiple girls, that means that you have game or whatever, and right. that's sexy, if that's attractive. If he's attracting multiple partners, yeah. women are attracted to that. Right, and oh. that's a good thing, but <laughs> it's different whenever it's looked at from the other perspective. If this girl has so many bodies on her, do I want something that has been used and abused? Like, that's how they see it. Like, yeah, they see women as, oh, you're you're used up now, you're mm-hmm. not valuable. While they see men like, oh, he has all, all these women want him, he has all these resources, mm-hmm. he's fertile. Like, right. Because women, 
I mean, back in the day, women are were in our were ingrained to look for resources and lockdown resources. Mm-hmm. So that's why we want a man that has money mm-hmm. has. I guess a good career. Right. It's not about gold digger, gold digging. You just want him to have somebody that has nice, a bright future. Bright future yeah. because you want to lock down those resources. That way, you're securing a future for your children. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to have kids, but women love men with resources, right. so they want to lock down that resource and they want other females to go near him. That's why women are so driven to compete mm-hmm. with each other. Also, we live in a society. We're animals. We're animals. <laughs> We're literally animals, honestly. Yeah. And and then men, they're kind of ingrained to like women gather, men hunt right so men are just kind of ingrained to reproduce a lot Mm -hmm. and i mean we're animals so that's what we do but i think that with shaming y'all y'all shouldn't be surprised that people shamed because y'all also play a cog in the system y'all are attracted to the same thing that you're shaming you're attracted to guys that have multiple partners because it seems as though he's more attractive and he's able to catch all these girls like so he's ha- got game he's yeah. good in bed stuff so like how that so can, how can you be mad at the guy for being glorified when y'all are also playing a cog in glorifying that guy we shouldn't Honestly, when it comes to sleeping around, unpopular opinion, we shouldn't be praising anyone. Mm. I see men as just as big as hoes <laughs> as, okay, I don't want to call another woman a hoe, but you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> like, you you know, I just see them as, because I think about it more in terms of health, mm-hmm. of like, I don't. I don't want to shame another woman for sleeping around. It's just dangerous to sleep around because you just don't know what you're going to catch, especially okay. nowadays. Yeah, because That's where my focus is, not shaming people, but you have to be careful. Well, people say that this day and age, like the most STDs or it's just out there like more than ever. I, it is. You think so? It, it be, Even even dating apps, which I, I'm not a fan of. Really? Hot I, take. Oh. <laughs> Hot take. Melanie's not here for the dating I'm apps, not. yo. And this is from someone that has tried Tinder. Mm-hmm. There, it's a high risk. Really? You know, it's a high risk to catch an STD. And we live in a culture where it's so normal to sleep with a stranger that you met on a dating app than it is to ask someone, hey, do you want to get tested? Are you tested? Mm-hmm. Well, how do you go about doing that I with mean, somebody? Because you're not going to ask them that before you sleep with them, right? I know, yeah. Right? Honestly, if you're just trying to get dig, you're not going to ask. You're not going to care. Because my thing is that if you know you have something, you wouldn't be on the <gasps> apps in the first place, right? People don't care. I don't, and is that true? And that's a scary thing. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard just that a lot of people just don't care. Mm. Or some people don't know. And it really depends on the STD. Some STDs... Um, you could have no symptoms and not realize that you have it. Right. And so you're spreading it without knowing. Well, a lot of people just don't get tested. I think until they start feeling sick, then that's when people feel like it's yeah, time to go to time. the doctor. And by that point, it's too late. And I think that we need to, I don't know if it's a culture thing when it comes to getting tested or what. Like people feel like, oh, if I'm healthy, I'm fine. I'm probably, I probably don't have anything because people aren't using condoms like that. No, no one, is, <laughs> no one wants to use condoms. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've been guilty of that. Really? Yeah. Of, of not wanting to use a condom. Mm-hmm. Just, well, for obvious reasons, but like people just don't think that that's like and comfortable. And I regret it. At, at one point, mm-hmm. trust me, when I, I regret it. I'll just say that. Yeah. I, and uh, no, I don't have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anybody curious, she's not pregnant and she doesn't have kids. No, with tea. <laughs> <laughs> the tea. Hot take. Yeah, hot take. No, but in general, especially if you're a woman, because I know earlier, you know, the question was, how do you feel about slut shaming? I would never shame a woman for having multiple partners, but it's just so much, so much more dangerous 
for a woman. I mean, if with any human being, mm-hmm. but with us women, like I just, if you are sexually active, please start getting a pap smear. Mm. That's what I, from my own experience and what I've been through and me buying into the bullshit of hookup culture and then the women I know that I'm close to in their own experiences, you're putting yourself at a great risk health-wise. If you are starting to have, if you are starting to have sex, please start getting past near past near screen for any type of STD. Mm-hmm. They, it comes together. I've heard bad things about pap smears. What? Like I heard like people bleeding and it being like uncomfortable and them having to come back and yeah. I it, personally, it, depends, I it guess. can be painful. Mm-hmm. It really can be painful. It really depends on who you are and your own pain tolerances as a woman. Mm-hmm. I. I, I have had really painful past smears and it has been traumatizing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm glad I got it done. Uh, so I can see if I have anything going on, if I need to take any, um, just so I know about my health. Yeah. I've just had women affected by buying into the bullshit of hookup culture, thinking that, because we, you know, as human beings, we think we're invincible and then they catch an STD. And sometimes, hey, like if you have syphilis and gonorrhea, it's bacteria-based. Mm-hmm. There's a direct cure for it you get antibiotics Mm -hmm. it's gone but others but others you may have to live with that for the rest of your life and Mm -hmm. we think we're so invincible we're not i'm not here to shame anyone for having sex if you're a guy and you want to put your dick in every damn hole you see go for it go for it if you're a woman and you want to sleep around go for it do it do it but be careful and understand that there's consequences yeah of course because a lot of people i know people that you know think oh this one time i'm just not going to use a condom and that very first time they were pregnant and that changed their life forever so although like we have choices we also have to face consequences as well and you have to be aware of that that anything can happen you can get a disease on the first time you can get pregnant on the first time it's just it's just scary out there not when we talk about it you just don't know like what other people are hiding because it's a shame thing from seeing like what my friends have gone through and I've had one friend who just had one partner, but they're all over here up on Tinder, mm-hmm. sleeping with other, and she didn't even know. And he's over here sleeping with every single girl. He had something and gave it to her. Mm-hmm. And she just, that was her only partner in a long time. Mm-hmm. But it takes one person it does. just to infect you. I know this is going to sound like some weird STD commercial. <laughs> I, right, it's really some not. Some infomercial, but. Even in I, like gay relationships I, too, yeah. like you have to like get tested. Like, I don't know. Every, anybody that's having sex needs to be tested, like, regardless. Every, yeah. If you're sexually, get tested. Take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. I just feel like from what I've seen happen lately, I just have to let people know to just put their health first. Yeah. Well, know? what do you think of this? Like, I know on, like, gay dating apps, some of them, they have, like, statuses where people put, like, the last time they've been tested. Do you think Tinder needs to do stuff like that? Yeah. Because the risk is all the same. You know what I mean? They should put proof. You think, you think proof? I know this sounds think extremist. People, go say it. But they, people need to put proof. Just like we're putting body cams on police, I need the truth. Like, I need, I need to, you don't, you just cannot trust human beings anymore. I think the world is just becoming more dangerous. But who's, but who's going to use a dating app that asks for, like, personal information like that? Probably like, a lot of people won't. Like, um, okay, the people that are on there, the, though, you know that they're They're, they're safe. safe then. You yeah. know that I would. But, Honestly, I would probably use dating apps now. I would come around and be like, you know really? what, I'm okay with, if there was just this honesty of... Well, there needs to be a way to verify, too, because anybody can just Photoshop something with their name and passed or whatever the test say. Like, right. <laughs> if, if technology, if, if Facebook is asking for the name of your firstborn child and everything, because Facebook is getting creepy, too, mm-hmm. then there needs to be advancement in dating apps, and I need to see test results. Um, yeah, I think that's, I don't know. I know I'm just saying that a lot of people are not going to feel comfortable with that. 
Yeah, is it nec- you think it's necessary though? I think it's necessary, but I feel like that's gonna shut down all dating apps. <laughs> no one's gonna get on it. It's funny the because that use it. Like, we call them dating apps, but it's not. It's just sex. It's just a hookup. It's yeah, like, hooking Tinder up. Tinder is pure hookup culture. A lot of people think that hooker, hooker. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> Hot take. Hookers. T- Tinder. I don't know why I said hooker. I was. I think I was trying to say hookup culture, and then I said hooker. Anyway, um, like people feel like Tinder's like the safe app where oh, this clean people. No, and, that's a danger. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to warn people tonight or this morning or whatever time you're using. Whenever, if you're listening in the morning, rise and shine. <laughs> Please be careful. You just don't, you can't trust people. You can't trust yeah. people. These people are shady. There's people that know and they lie about it. There's people that are risky and they just do anything and everything. So you just never know. And even if there's not that advancement where you got to put all your records on there yet, there should be, okay. you can still be safe. Advocate I for have, it. I've had friends that have met their boyfriend on a dating app. Mm-hmm. And I will admit that has happened. Mm-hmm. And it can happen. But you're looking at a sea of fuckboys. Well, I'm speaking from a girl's right. perspective. Speak I know for it yourself, could probably sis. be the same. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're looking at a sea of fuckboys and then probably one decent fish. Uh-huh. But I have seen success stories on Tinder. I have seen... You just really be careful. Um, my friend managed to find her boyfriend, but she was very careful and went on a lot of mm-hmm. crappy it took It took some, like, took some trash. Time, some trash. And she finally found, like, that one mm-hmm. fish in, like, a sea it of... It can happen. Yeah. Do you know anybody that's, like, gone on a date and got married from Tinder yet? I have met this... I don't know them personally, mm-hmm. but I did meet someone while I was working on campus. They met from Tinder. That they met on Tinder, and he treated her like a queen, and I'm happy for her. I'm like, go girl. I don't. I just met you, but go girl. And there, they got married. Wow. And that opened my eyes. I'm like, wow. Love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. Right. <laughs> Love to see it. So weddings are great, but another thing is, an- this this is literally something I just remembered. People, it is hookup. Where in a sense of like people are just swiping, they're mm. like, oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's cute. She, oh, nah, she ugly. And they keep <laughs> swiping right. They're just trying to get laid. And girls, some girls do that too. People- and that's and that's okay. I think that it's changed to where like our world and how we communicate is all digital. It used to be you go to a bar. Well, it's, it still is the case these days, but not as much. But you go to a bar, you go to some public space, you talk to somebody, you ask for their number, and then things go on from there. Yeah. If you want to hook up, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Be careful so you don't catch anything. But other than that, have a good time. Better you know? to be safe than sorry. Better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> Always. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it for this main topic. I guess now we'll transition to listener letters. So if you guys would like to send us a letter, you can always DM us on Instagram or you can email us at polaropposites.pod at gmail.com. So a letter that somebody sent in or a question is, um, do you get sad when you see other people who have close relationships with their parents? Personally, for me, mm-hmm. I'm close with my parents, so I don't I don't get sad mm-hmm. because I share that experience. But I understand if I didn't have that opportunity to be close with my parents, I would be sad because you get that right that feeling of longing. Um, for me, like I'm Nigerian, and a lot of people find like difficulty like being or maintaining a close relationship with their parents mm-hmm. just because there's a lot of things that we don't talk about. Um, Sometimes, and depending on the family, I know everybody's different, so I'm just going to speak from my experience, but it can be hard, like, if you want to talk about something serious with your parents, because sometimes, like, the second you're vulnerable with your parent, 
sometimes whenever they get mad at you, they use what you said in your moment of vulnerability against you. And after that, it shuts you down and you no longer want to talk about what it is that's affecting you because you know there's a possibility that it can be used against you. But to answer your question, do I feel sad when I see other people that are close to their parents? Sometimes more so. Um, as of recent, no. But I, I did feel like that when I was a lot younger. Um I don't know, just the small things, like with your parents seeing you at lunch when you were younger. Like my parents were working all the time and didn't get to do that. I don't know, just the way they're able to like speak to their parents and maintain a balance between, yes, you're my child and yes, I'm the parent, but it being healthy. Like in our society, like no matter how old you are, like you're always going to be the child, a child, no matter like how old you are and how advanced you get in your career, like you're the child and that's that. So it's hard for you to like speak to your parents like as an adult and say, hey, just challenge them and just have a healthy relationship. I think it's sometimes difficult for like Nigerian kids. For me, I would say that it's a little bit of the opposite. As I got older, I've been able to get closer to my parents. But one thing I will say, the funny thing about Mexican parents is that <laughs> there is literally such thing as like tough love, like la chancla. Like, mm. Mexican parents won't really say that they're proud of you. They'll be like, ah, vente pa acá, pendeja. Like, <laughs> that's how <laughs> what, they talk what, to what you. What does that mean? Pendeja is like. Oh, or bitch. No, oh, I, <laughs> I'm just making up words. No, puta is Then that has like you stupid. stupid. Like then they have like, uh-huh. and then or like if you fuck up, they're like pues por pendeja. Oh shit. Or like I, like ya te dije, So it's just there is like that tough love aspect of how Hispanic parents like talk to their kids. I guess other people would be like, that's verbal abuse. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> that's abuse. Yeah, that's that's abuse. That. <laughs> I'm over here like. <laughs> Uh, not everything is abuse. Everybody's culture is different. You might call your mom bitch. I call her mom. Like, we just have a difference of opinion. Like, I respect my parents. Some people don't. That's It's okay. We can agree to disagree. But, yeah, I think that the way that we are raised is different than how we'll raise our children. I know for me, I'm going to learn from what my parents did and didn't do and adapt that um, in the future when I have my kids. And just, like, maintain a close relationship with them but still have a balance of discipline as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely would tell my kid i'm proud of them yeah definitely that's my parents didn't hurt. do that i don't know if it's a minority parent thing but oh my parents now they tell me that they're proud especially like with graduating from college and stuff yeah. they're so proud of me but i guess like growing up they didn't because i would get an a on a test and they'd be like 94 who told you to get 94 <laughs> you know and no it sucks because if there's a subject that you suck in and you somehow pulled out an a it's like i feel accomplished but then you go home show it to your parents and then you get beat down over it well i for me i, I would just never get told a good job like i would do these things and my parents would be like well yeah you're supposed to like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's expected it's expected yeah. and i'm like what but sometimes it, you know Giving a compliment and telling somebody that you're proud of them goes a long way. And, you know, this was a topic for last week, but with people's self-esteem and their confidence. Like, I remember, like, when I got scolded for getting an A, it that really took a toll on my confidence. It didn't make me feel like, I don't know, it made me feel bad. I felt like I was working hard and I wasn't getting appreciated for my hard work. And See, I love my parents. And I think it's just hilarious how Hispanic parents would be like, Ven Buddha, like, <laughs> Ven Ven. But it's just, I do wish my parents just did kind of help my self-esteem a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I never got told, like, great job or you're so smart or any of this. I feel like my mom grew up with the mentality of, like, 
you know, again, tough love. She's like, that's some pussy shit. Mm. Like, you're fine. Mm. So she never thought I needed that. And so I kind of did. And my self-esteem wasn't the highest. And I think that's how I fell into people-pleasing because I didn't get the validation or the gold star for my parents. I looked at other people like, I want a sticker. Like, Uh give me a gold star, you know? I need your validation. And my friends, they, 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 they suck. So they're like shut up and i'd be like okay okay yeah and that's and it sucks that you had to do that like it's crazy the lengths that people will go through to be validated or just feel liked and just have like friends i guess like people don't need to do that at all like hold your own power be your own person and i don't need you deborah yeah i get my own gold star yeah like you don't you don't need other people to make your make yourself happy i think that i'm finding that out more and more that ultimately i'm the arbiter of my own success and my own happiness so i'm gonna do whatever it takes to feel happy because nobody else can make me happy and it's growth we all we all go through it in a sense or i know especially i did but now I'm very comfortable doing everything by myself, mm-hmm. being by myself. I've gone to movies by myself. Yeah. I don't know if anyone out there has done it. <laughs> some it people, is, some it people enjoy little, that more. I, yeah, I mean, I liked it, but it's just that people kind of look at you like you're weird. Mm, That's the you're only lame. thing. They're kind of like looking at you really? like, Really? Oh, at a movie theater? Yeah, because you're kind of sitting in a corner by yourself. <laughs> well, you choose <laughs> to sit in the corner. <laughs> Not everybody chooses <laughs> to sit in the corner. <laughs> but <sighs> I still really liked it, and I I think I did it again, and I'm I would do it again. Mm-hmm. Or eating by yourself, I don't have a problem with eating by myself. I know people. Do you have a problem with eating by um, yourself? I do, just because I'm an extrovert, and if I have the possibility to enjoy lunch with somebody other than myself, I'll do it. But if you know, it came to where I was eating by myself, it is what it is. Like I used to be like, oh, this person's a loser. Look at them eating by themselves. Like, <laughs> loser. <yeah. laughs> Like, it's, but it's not like that. Sometimes, like, it's not good to judge because you don't know if they're on their lunch break and they have 20 minutes and they're just sitting down and enjoying lunch. See, that's how I got used to eating by myself is mm-hmm. my lunch breaks during work. Mm-hmm. So I would just, I just got used to it and I found it to be more peaceful. Do I still love going out to eat with friends? Yeah, duh. I don't want to be alone in my room all the time. Right. But um, no, I, I just enjoy going, eating by myself, working out by myself. And it gets addicting. Being independent gets way too addicting mm-hmm. and you have to be careful where you're going to get so used to doing things by yourself you're going to forget to invite yeah. your friends you get to the point of isolation is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. so just try to find that healthy balance where you're independent but you still make time for your friends exactly. just to have that social circle exactly and it's okay to ask for help too yeah yeah definitely so you guys i hope you guys enjoyed this episode melanie thank you for joining me thank this week. you i had so much fun oh good i feel this like l- your listeners are like the fuck no no this was a good episode <laughs> for sure like thank you for joining me Start your New Year's resolution now. It doesn't have to be a new year for you to want to make a change in yourself and be your best you. It's never too late. Yeah. Tell people no. Yeah. Don't even let them say anything. Be like, no. Say no. no. It's okay to say no. I'm still learning that too. It's not easy for me to say no all the time. But Someone's like, good morning. No. <laughs> but, you know, say no. Live your best life and do you. Just take care of yourself and put yourself first and really know your feelings are validated. Take care of your health, mm-hmm. guys. Get tested. Get tested. Get <laughs> tested. I sound like such an old lady. Right. No, but it's true. This is important. So if somebody's out there listening and they haven't been tested in a while, hopefully this makes somebody get tested. If you're like, I haven't worked out all year. I failed my resolutions. Forget New Year's resolutions. You can work out the next day. Mm-hmm. And you can still change everything around yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Always think to yourself, wow, life can spontaneously turn around for me at any moment. It and can. I have the power to do that. It yeah. can. Things have changed so much for me in a week versus a month (laughs) yeah yeah like it's life is crazy Mm -hmm. guys you guys can do it don't be afraid of time don't be afraid to go back to school or technical school or whatever you want to do 
And it's never too late. It's never too late. Yeah. And don't feel pressured by other people. Yeah, definitely. All all lessons for today, right? Yeah. We went through a whole list don't of things. Don't feel pressured to have sex either. Yeah, right? that too. We didn't that, even talk about that. Because hookup but. culture is so big. People are like, oh my God, I haven't, you know, had sex yet. And they feel pressured oh to get on a dating app. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were supposed to end this episode, but this just reminds me of another story. So my friend was telling me a story of her friend. And she was like getting out there and dating and stuff like that. She enjoyed the free meals and stuff, which I have issue with. But... I'll talk about that another time. <laughs> um, she, uh, we'll talk about it another time. But she was like, yeah, I enjoyed dating. And then he asked me if I wanted to come back to his apartment. And this is, her, she's like young. Ooh, she really hasn't that means- gone on many dates. But let me tell you something. If you're on a date with somebody and they ask you to go back to their place or apartment, wherever that be, the expectation is that they're going to receive sex at the end yeah, of the night. Yeah, they want to fuck. Yeah. To- yeah. And she didn't know that. So she goes to the guy's apartment. They start, like, kissing and stuff. And things get heated. Things go further. And then, you know, soon he's touching her. And then she, like, says stop. And then she is like, I'm not ready for this. And then he goes, get out. Like, get out right now. Points to the door <gasps> and has her leave. Up. But I think that it's her fault as well. Because if you're saying yes to meet somebody at that apartment, I think it's understood that the expectation is that y'all will be having sex that night. Yes, I don't think it's right for you to kick yell someone at, out like, yeah. or yell at them. But it's, I think it's also her fault partially because she should have known what was to be expected. Well, well, not even that thing. That is a little bit problematic too. Like it's expected. Like you know, <laughs> she has. <laughs> she to has to. Like well, to all the girls out there that, because I personally think I don't think it's her fault because this is how you learn things in life. Because I didn't know it was that way either mm-hmm. going into dating and. I get what you mean, Justin, but I think it's a learning experience because you just don't expect that people are like that, especially if you don't have any experience, you think that he's being nice. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned in life, and hopefully this helps someone out there, if a guy takes you out to dinner and he's paying for it, he's expecting something in return. That meal is not free. Mm. And that's something even my mom has told me or she's warned me about. She's like, no, they're they're paying. They expect things from you. If they're paying all these things, not all the time because there's some guys that genuinely just want to you know, they're serious about you and want to have a good date and, and all of that. No, mm-hmm. but if there's... is In this situation, she met him through a dating app? Yeah. Okay, see, bigger risk of hookup culture, of just being a hookup. If he's paying for this and this, that means he expects sex in return. He's doing mm-hmm. these nice nice things because he wants something in return because he expects like look i'm you know i spent this much on you i'm taking you here and Mm -hmm. here that means you know what are you gonna do for me what are you gonna do for me Mm -hmm. that's what it is that's his true agenda those are his true intentions well that's why i think that men should not be expected to pay for a woman's meal or a guy's meal whoever with with whoever you're dating like disagree a little okay good this is why it's called polar opposites because we need to agree or disagree this is let me just tell you and then um you can give your take but i think that because there's sometimes this expectation that the man, you know, is going to expect sex at the end of the day after paying for the meal. Like, why why put that into the world? If both of y'all each pay, there's no expectation. Then things can go further from there and whatever happens, happens. But there's no expectation of anything. If both of y'all are paying for your own side of the meal, I think that's fair. Or splitting the bill is even better than maybe paying for... Oh, okay, yeah. I see what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. In that case, yeah, I do understand where it does clear the air of any misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And that way it's good because you're not letting him pay so he doesn't feel like you owe him something. Mm. If his intentions are just to have sex with you. Right. That being said, 
I was speaking more on terms of if you guys are dating, mm. I think it's important for the guy to kind of like take charge. I mean, if you want to. Why? Okay. You're so problematic. Oh, my God. Did you hear no. what she said? It's okay for the guy to take okay, charge. Okay, this is why. Take I charge. had a boyfriend uh-huh. and I paid, or my ex, uh-huh. I paid everything. Oh. The thing is, when you, you need, a, you need to know your right as a woman and no one to be treated as a queen. Do I, am I saying use your man as an ATM? No. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to play. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to pay 50-50, go for it, um, equality. But once in a while, how about you let him pay for a meal and then you, you know, pay for another. However you guys want, whatever works in your relationships, I'm just saying that I went from, oh, I'll pay this and this to paying everything. Mm. And that's also a red flag and that becomes problematic because then you're teaching him that, oh, it's okay. It's expected to that Melanie got the bill. That Melanie got the bill. No, and that's, being taken that's advantage not okay. Of, like, and you're teaching your significant other to be lazy and just depend on you. Like, and I think that's going to your previous point with how you were like a yes woman. Like oh, anything yeah. that somebody said, you'd be like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But it's not like fine. Like a pick me chick. Like I'm sure initially it was okay, but you just got used to saying yes, 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 that it became the cycle of it's expected that Melanie's got the bill and Melanie's always going to pay. It's annoying because, I think yeah. in your relationship, sorry to cut you off, but in, mm-hmm. in whatever happens, again, I can only speak from a woman's perspective. That's why you're here, Justin. You can have the male's perspective. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but in the work. We need balance. But as a woman, all I can say is to other women that are in relationships is always treat each other with respect. Don't yell at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another thing. But in terms of paying or whatever, however you guys want to sort it out, how to sort out the coin, you guys do you, whatever works between you two, because everyone is different. But at the end of the day, make sure that you are being treated right and you are valued and being treated like a queen. Make sure that you don't feel like you're taking advantage of, that you're any lesser of, that you constantly have to be jealous and see if he's watching other women. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't. There should be balance and every relationship should be healthy. Like, exactly. stay away from the unhealthy Preach. tendencies. Like. Because no relationship is going to survive like that, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't. I forgot where we were going, but we were trying oh, to wrap yeah. it up. Like, <laughs> I just had to like let y'all know that and talk about that because I feel like it's important for me to address that as well. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Melanie, thank you again for joining me this week. Thanks, Justin. No thank problem. Thank you for having You're me. welcome anytime. So yeah, um, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And as always, um, yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Rise and shine. <laughs> Rise and shine.